0: Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Mark 16, verse 15, and he said unto them, now these are words in red, so it's Jesus talking, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Any believers in the house? In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, He was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Isn't that what Jesus just told them to do? He said, go preach the gospel, the good news that Jesus is alive and that he heals and sets free and delivers, you know, by the power of God. But he was speaking not only to the apostles, but he was speaking to believers. And so he said, you know, that we're going to lay hands on the sick. Now, as far as I know, everybody in this room has what? Hands? Let me see your hands. So then we have no excuse not to lay hands on the sick because that's what Jesus told us to do. If we lay hands on the sick, That means the power we've got, the power of God, and God is going to work with us. Because it says, the Lord working with them. That means when he's saying that, he is putting forth the power together with them. They're working together. They're not working separate. When we lay hands on the sick, we are not being separated. We are working with God. That's what he's saying here, the Lord working The Lord working to do what? To confirm, to make firm, to establish the Word. What Word? The Word that you're preaching, the Word of the Lord, the Word of what the Bible says. And He says, we are working with that, and what will happen? Signs will follow. Miracles and wonders and things that... uh, What that, that particular sign word means, it's the miracles and wonders by which God authenticates the men sent by him. Think about that. Those signs, when you lay hands on the sick and signs follow you, then it's saying that you're a man or you're a woman of God and that you believe that God is a miracle-working God. And so you and I have that same power on the inside of us. And so I want to talk to you about today's church how to operate in today's church. What is the pattern? What should we look for as a church, as a body of believers? What should we look for in God to do through us? So let's go to Acts 11. Now, there, these are disciples that are at Antioch, and they're preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, "...and the hand of the Lord..." was with them and a great number believed and turned into the Lord so the hand of God what does that mean it means the power of God it means it's it's really saying here that the hand of God joining your hand the power of God joining your hand When you reach out by faith to lay hands on somebody, he's joining with you. Isn't that what Jesus told them to do? Didn't we just read that in Mark 16? The word was confirmed. Here, the hand of the Lord is with them. The hand of the Lord is working with them. Why? Because they're doing what he said. They're preaching the word. Amen? They're doing what Jesus told them to do. This is a a church pattern that we need to look at and understand that this is what God wants to do with the church, with the people of the church. Amen? So it says in verse 22, Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church. Tidings of what things? What came into the ears of the church of Jerusalem? What were they hearing? What was going out from this Antioch church? What was going out that it came all the way down to Jerusalem and they were hearing what was going on? Obviously, something was going on that was making a noise, that was making a sound, that got the apostles' attention in Jerusalem, right? They knew something was going, something was moving, something was changing. And so they sent Barnabas to Antioch because they wanted to know what was happening because people were getting saved people were getting healed because the believers were doing what jesus said for them to do they were believing what was being preached and they were taking that all over the city of antioch and at this point it didn't matter if they were jews or not jews it didn't matter if they were grecians it didn't matter where they came from all that mattered to them was to preach jesus This was a multicultural church, a church that came together, a church that wasn't looking at anything except what God had said, except what Jesus said, and they were declaring the word of God and people were getting saved. People were getting healed. And the church was growing and it was getting attention of all those around them, but it leaked all the way down to Jerusalem. I'm telling you, that is what needs to happen. Us as believers, we need to start laying hands on the sick. We need to start believing for the miracles. We need to start doing what the Bible says. And we need to have people talking about what's going on. Amen? So it says here in verse 22, "...these tidings of these things came into the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem." And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. Who then, who when he came and had seen, okay, so now he's seeing something. He's seeing the grace of God that is on this church. He's looking at it and saying, there is something that is happening here. There is something. And he's just thinking to himself, I want to be a part of this. I want to get in the middle of what's going on. Well, that should be an attraction, you know, for people. They want to get involved. They want to get in the middle. When you start shaking things up and you start preaching the truth and love and you get into that place that you're laying hands and signs and wonders and miracles are being wrought by your hands, by the hand because you are connected to the hand of the Lord because of what it, what it means is when he's saying the hand of god it's the power of god it's the presence of god it's the move of god it's a hub for revival it's a hub for the move of god where god has made his uh, just come down and said i'm laying i'm staying on this place and i'm going to move in this place and i'm going to do something miraculous cuz people are stepping out and believing that they're anointed and equipped amen I believe that's where God wants us to be. Every one of us. Every one of us as believers, believing for the miracles, believing that the hand of God is upon us and the presence of God is upon us to heal and deliver the people. Anybody know that Columbia needs revival? We need a move of God. We need we need the miraculous. We need God to do what God said he wants to do. But we also need to be people that obey what God said to do. That not behind behind, well, leave that to somebody else or I couldn't do that. It's not about us doing it. It's about our obedience and taking these hands and believe that they are anointed of God and that God wants to use you in this hour. Amen. And not leaving it up to just the pastors or the leadership of the house, but the body coming together. Jesus said believers will lay hands on the sick. And he promised, he said, they'll be made well. That's basically what that means. So he says, who when he came and had seen the grace of God, had seen the power, had seen the ability on them, had seen that grace upon them, it it caught his attention. It caught his attention so that he wanted, he wanted to join him. So this Antioch church, as a result, they became a strong teaching center because we're going to look down a little bit further. Well, we'll go ahead and read and I'll come back. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad, exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. What that meant, what that means is that it's intentional. That they have a purpose, that it's intentional, that they're doing something about what Jesus said. They're not just sitting and playing church, they're being the church. And so when, you, when, you're, when you've got a purpose for something, it's the reason for which something is done or created For which something exists. And so you know the word for this year. The January word for this year was intentional, purposeful, and doable. So God is telling us that this church that we have a purpose. And if we'll stay focused on what God's called us to do. We are going to start moving in what God has for us. I believe that with all my heart. But you've got to believe that. You've got to agree with that. You've got to believe. Let's lift our hands up. Now look at them. Say, "Ooh." <laughs> Let's do that again. "Ooh." That's better. These are powerful hands. These are anointed hands. These hands right here. In front of my eyes. Lay hands on the sick sick. and they recover recover. in Jesus' name. name. Amen. Now look to your neighbor. (laughs) Find a neighbor. Hallelujah. Put your hands back up. Face that neighbor with your hands. (laughs) Y'all are funny (laughs) looking at you. Okay. Look, neighbor. Look at these hands. These hands lay hands on the sick and they recover. These are powerful hands. And they, with God, heal the sick. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! You got to believe that. It's not good enough just for me to believe it. You have to believe it. You have to believe what the Word of God says. Amen? And so Barnabas is seeing all of this, and Barnabas is pretty amazed at what's going on and how this church is increasing and growing. And it says in verse 24, For he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people were added unto the Lord. So he brought in, Barnabas brought in his grace. He brought in his anointed, his anointing, and he uh, attached himself to that church, and it caused greater increase. Amen? And so, then it says, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to... Antioch. Why did he do that? Barnabas wanted Paul to see what was going on. Barnabas was so amazed at the power. Now, listen, Barnabas was in the Jerusalem church. He had seen what the disciples had done. They had seen miracles. But in the Jerusalem church, they were only reaching the Jews. They were only reaching one uh, group of people. That's all they were doing. But in the Antioch church, it was going far greater than what the Jerusalem church was doing. And so what's part of what amazed him. That's part of what got his attention. And he says, I need to go and get Paul, and I need Paul to see what is going on so that Paul can bring his grace in. Think about that, bringing that grace in. And so it says, and when he found him, he brought him, in verse 26, and he brought him to Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. So here they assembled themselves. That means the whole church began to come together and assemble together and move with one purpose, move together together for the salvation of their city and the salvation of that area and to bring healing and to bring deliverance and to bring the presence of God and to bring the move of God. This was a church that was strong. This was a church that had a purpose. And it says, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So they got a reputation and a God reputation. Because they were called Christians or little Christ or followers of Christ. You know what that means? They were doing the work of Jesus. And not just Paul and Barnabas, but the body was doing the work of Jesus. They were coming together. So as a result, this church became a strong teaching center. It was a hub for sound doctrine. It was a hub for the Word of God, where people could grow up and not stay babies. It was a place that the saints became spiritually equipped where they were taught what the Word of God meant and how to lay hands on the sick, how to cast out devils, how to do the work of the ministry. What a powerful church because it says they were Christians, Christ-like. Anointed, carrying a grace, carrying an anointing on their lives. Amen? They, they talked like Jesus. They acted like Jesus. They did the works of Jesus. They didn't hold back. They were out there doing what Jesus commanded the believers to do. Amen? So they came up to a place, to a church where there was purpose. That was going, There was an intentional thing that was going on. And it was shaking everything around them. And that's what I'm believing for this house. Even we are getting in that place. We know we have the presence of God here. And we've seen some miracles. But I believe it's time for us to step up. To get into that place that we believe. That's why we have on the, on the wall out there that says we're going to pursue God and we're going to discover destiny. That's one of the things in this house that we want, is you to know what your giftings, what your callings are, what God has for you, that you're not just sitting back and, you know, just thinking 20 years down the line. No, God is raising up people that are going to step out, that are going to believe God and do what Jesus commanded them to do. Jesus wasn't making a, a, just a simple statement to his disciples. Jesus was making a command. When Jesus speaks, we need to listen. And we need to get ourselves in that place that we hear what he's saying. So let's look at Acts 5. Hallelujah. We're going to start with verse 12. Well, I think we'll do 11. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. That's what we need its the fear of God in this community. And by the hands of the apostles, by the what? And the hands were joined with whose hands? God's hands, right? They They were operating in that same power that Jesus himself operated in. And it said, by the... "...hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch." So they're having a move of God too, but as I said earlier, they were just reaching the Jews. They weren't reaching the Gentiles yet. And then verse 13, "...and of the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were more added to the Lord." multitudes, both of men and women. Why? Because people were operating in the gifts of the Spirit. They were operating and doing what Jesus said to do. Those apostles were out there laying hands on people, doing signs and wonders and miracles, getting the attention of the people for salvation to come to their city. We got that same power. Amen? you just got to find your gifting, and your boldness to step out and believe God that he wants to use you. You know, and that's one of the things that it takes in this hour is you have got to think about that and meditate. That's why I had you look at your own hands. Because if you don't think and you don't meditate, you'll leave it up to somebody else and you won't step out and we've got to step out and we've got to believe god you've got to believe that you're empowered from on high that you're empowered by god jesus said you were are we going to believe the words that are in red i've got a lot of silence in here. Are we going to believe the words of Jesus? You're empowered. You got the stuff. You got the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling on the inside of you. You've got that. You're empowered. You're not going to be empowered. You're empowered. There's an anointing. There's a grace. These these believers were operating by what Jesus said. Amen? And then it goes. We'll go back to 14. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women. I'm believing we're going to see that. We're singing that song tonight, you know. I believe there'll be revivals in the cities. I believe the glory of God's going to fill the earth because the Word says so. And I believe we're going to see revival in this city. I believe we're going to see a move of God. Thank you, Patricia. Got one voice of agreement here. (laughs) Could I have another one, please? (laughs) Hallelujah. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Now, I just want to preface this with, you know, That was his grace, and Peter had an anointing. Now, all the apostles are there. Miracles are taking place, but do you notice none of the others is talked about that their shadows were healing. So Peter had a special grace and a special anointing on that that when he walked by it was the power of the uh, Holy Ghost that was upon him that overshadowed, emanated out of him, and that caused those people to be healed and delivered. That's a special grace or workers, what 1 Corinthians 12 says, workers of miracles. That was a worker of miracles. So don't pray for, you know, God, give me, my, give me a shadow, you know. That was Peter's grace. If He gives it to you, glory to God. but I'm just saying, not everything is meant for you, but when it comes to believers laying on the hands on the sick, it's for every one of us. Amen. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick, folk, sick folks, and them which were vexed and unclean spirits. And were healed, every one of them. So everyone that came in from cities around got healed. I believe God wants to do the miracles in this hour. God wants to do things through the hands of his people. Amen? Who wants to do miracles? We've got to believe that we are anointed of God for this hour. I'm going to go one more. Acts 19. I just want to, you know, share with you or encourage every one of you have giftings and talents and anointings. And they're going to line up with the Word, but everything that's in the Word, every anointing that may have been on an apostle or on somebody may not be on you, but the healing anointing is on everyone because Jesus said it was. He said, believers. Now go back. Any believers in the house? You all raised your hands so that you're already qualified. You qualified yourself when you raised your hand. Amen? And so, in Acts, where did I tell you, 19? Let's go to verse 11. And now here's Paul. And God wants special miracles by the hand of Paul. That means there were he operated in an exceptional, uh, not a common anointing. Now, this is not for everyone either. And this doesn't make you better or less than anybody else or Paul, but this was his grace, this was his anointing. And we know that Paul saw miracles. And so we don't want to start, well, I'll read verse 12. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them That was a grace that was on paul's life so we don't want to be praying for the shadow ministry or the handkerchief ministry i'm not saying that handkerchiefs can't be laid on somebody but you got to know what god's saying what I'm trying to say is you've got to be led by the Spirit of God to know what God is doing and how God wants to use you and what your giftings and what your anointings are. Paul had a special grace or a special anointing on him for what God called him to do. And we've got to find out what our grace is and walk in it. We've got to find out what God is saying. Don't try to imitate somebody else. Be yourself. Be what God created you to be. Do what God called you to do. Hear from heaven and operate in that plan and that purpose. You don't have to be like anybody else. you got to be by, like God created you. And you will operate and function in that gifting and in that calling. Peter didn't have this anointing. Paul had this anointing. The apostles all didn't have the same gifting and the same calling, but they operated within what they had. But all of them followed the commandment of the Lord that believers would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. That that is lining up with the word and I think sometimes we just think, Well, I can't do what Pastor Vicky can do. It's not your grace. Some people, they'll shy back and say, well, I can't do that. Find your grace. Find your anointing. Find your gifting. Ask God to show you what yours is because that's where it's going to operate. That's where it's going to work. That's where you're going to see results. You know, you all know us. Pastor and I operate differently, right? I get a little wild and crazy. And he's Mr. Calm. You know, he just, you're healed in Jesus' name. Miracles happen. That's his, that's his gifting. That's who he is. And then I just am a little wild and crazy. It's my gifting. It's just how I'm created. And I just go with it. And I've seen the miracles. You know, that, so I'm saying everybody has giftings and callings. Don't try to judge yours by somebody else. You know, don't, don't measure yourself or measure your faith level or measure where you are where somebody else is. You'll get yourself in trouble. Operate where you are, trust God, believe God, and begin to do the work that God's called you to do. And don't be afraid of it. And remember your hands, because they're connected to God's hand. Pastor, you want to step up here? So, he's going to be God. He's going to be Jesus. And I'm going to lay hands on Patricia. But he's going to lay hands. I'm working I'm working with, I'm working with the word, with what Jesus said. And so because of that, the hand, now I'm just doing this in a way you can see it, is being laid on Patricia. And as I release that anointing, it's coming on her. Patricia, you're being healed of something right now. So it's me and who? Doing it. I'm not by myself. I'm not doing it in my own strength or my own ability. I have no ability. It's just a sweet spirit right now. Resting on you. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Does that feel good? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. She's enjoying this. <laughs> Demonstration Thank to understand, we're working with we're working with the Word and we're working with Jesus. We're obeying what He's saying so that we as believers, Can do what he's called us to do. Amen. So that the body gets healthy. So that the body of Christ is not going around sick and diseased. Because we're working with the plan of God. Amen. We're working with what God has called us to do. And we're not walking and this is not about our strength our ability, this is about Jesus. And we have to get that in our heads. Amen? Amen. And we got to get out of our heads. We can't do that. I'm telling you, that's got to be erased right off of our minds. We've been fed lies from the enemy. And he's put fear... If it doesn't work or what happens, it's not up to you. It's up to the worker of miracles. He's just looking for you to step out. So what happened, Patricia, when we laid hands on you? The power of God came came on her. This came right there on her they just released that now it wasn't spectacular it wasn't ta da like we've seen some services but it was went right into her and it's not because we're the pastors i want y'all to it's not, it's not it's not come on it's not. Because, because they're the pastors it's because they obeyed the word. I can do the same thing. Thank you. Hallelujah. You just have to be led of the Lord. Amen. You just have to release your faith and hear from heaven amen and if you hear if you hear from heaven and you obey you will see results thank you for listening today we believe god's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives for more information please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.